Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. With this free time that a lot of listeners have, uh, whether they want it or not um, at the moment, uh, have you taken up or maybe continued your passion for reading. So we're joined on the line by Colette Cotter from O'Mahony's uh, Bookshop in Limerick City Centre and author and uh, good friend of the Limerick Today show, Roisin Meany, and you're both welcome. Good morning to you. Um, so Colette, how are O'Mahony's doing their business during the pandemic? Um, very differently, unfortunately, uh, but we're coping well. We're, um, we're dispatching orders just online. Our shops, our, all our retail shops have closed and all our ancillary business, like our library business, and we do a lot of tenders for public bodies, all that has closed. So we're down from 70 staff to less than 12 staff. And we only have a few staff here at any one time, obviously, because we're practicing social listing. So it's very, very different. And walking through the shop is a bit surreal. You know, normally, you know, you'd have people around, you'd say hello to people. But it's very, very different and, uh, you know, almost uncomfortable at times. It's so quiet, you know. So yeah. we're really looking forward to, you know, opening again. But even opening again poses a huge challenge for us. Well, it's interesting you should say that because I know when I go into O'Mahony's, one of the things I enjoy is that you're almost shoulder to shoulder with somebody else who is looking at a book or you're flicking through it and you feel that sense of community. But that probably is going to be different. It will. And and I mean, that's the big challenge. We don't even know how we'll do that. Even the week before the closure, we were trying to social distance. And to be honest, we found it hard. Our natural instinct, the natural instinct was to go and help people. But, you know, two metres apart when you go around a measuring tape, which we did early on, is a big distance when you're trying to chat to someone or, you you know, interact like we would normally do. Um, and even further down the line, you know, we had to cancel some events. But, like, how do we even do an event now? You know, mm. it's all going to be so different. And, you know, at the end of the day, we'll have to adapt. We have no choice in the matter, we, and we will adapt. But it's just, you know, challenging, I suppose. It's fascinating. I mean, we were even doing some preparatory work here for, you know, return to work, let's hope, at some stage in the future. And that point you make about two metres is a really good one because you have to take a radius of two metres into account. It's not just directly in front of you. Yes, but that's very hard if you're talking about doorways. So, like, we're lucky that our shop is, we have a huge shop. So, that's very easy. You know, you have a person on a floor, you know, the floors are big, but, you know, someone's going into the canteen. That means only two people can be in the canteen at any one time. You know, it's it's passing doorways and going upstairs and how you manage that is going to be difficult, to put it mildly. And then in smaller shops, like at least O'Connor Street here is a big shop. But like for some of our smaller shops, that would be even more interesting, you know. Yeah, definitely. We're chatting to Colette Cotter from O'Mahony's bookstore and author Roisin Meany is with us as well. And uh, Roisin, it, it was my late mother who instilled an interest in reading in me and uh, do I appreciate it at the moment because it is something that you can do while socially distancing. Exactly, Joe. Yeah, I think reading at the best of times is escapism. For me, it is anyway. And now it's really coming into its own where all you want to do sometimes is escape this weird new world that we find ourselves in. 
Um, and Colette, thank God for O'Mahony's and the like that, uh, you know, we can still have access to books and, um, yes. you know, uh, they're not denied to us because I think I'd go stark staring bonkers if that was the case. But, um, Joe, uh, yeah, you were asking if I'd like to recommend some, yes. a few reads. Um, now, I've gone back into my own uh, reading habits here, and I was trying to think last night of books that have stayed with me in a good way and that made me feel happy when I was reading them, because that's the kind of book I'm craving at the moment. I wouldn't always look for that kind of book. But right now, I just want something to make me feel good. So I've picked out a few that um, that would be just my all-time favourite feel-good reads, comfort reads, if you want to call them that. Um, and I'll just list them out and give a tiny uh, synopsis. The first one would be The One in a Million Boy. Now, none of these are newly published books. They, some of them go back quite a while. This one I read about seven or eight years ago on holidays. It's by an author called Monica Wood, an American author. And it just it's just a fabulous feel-good Happy and sad. There's a mix of both because I think you always have to have a mix in a book. Um, but it just, it made me well up at times. It made me laugh out loud at times. Um, the characters are so original and so quirky and so well drawn. And the central character is a 104-year-old Lithuanian immigrant woman who lives in America and uh, she's just so wonderful and and it's basically it's her relationship between uh, the relationship between her and an 11 year old boy and later the boy's family so it just it's like something that I had never read before. It was just so original in storyline and characters. Wonderful, wonderful book. Um, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. A lot of people might be familiar with that because that was a really big hit. Marianne Schaefer or Schaffer and Annie Barrows would be the two authors. Sadly, Marianne Schaffer started the book and had it written really, but then it was to be edited and she got sick and died and her niece, Annie Barrows, took over. Again, another wonderful book. It has dark in it. It's, it's set in the aftermath of the Second World War. And it also goes back a little bit into the horrors um, on Guernsey, particularly, which was occupied, of course, during the Second World War. Um, but, but ultimately, it's a feel-good read. The characters, you just love them all. You want to take them all home with you. And, and it leaves you with a smile on your face at the end because there's a lovely, happy ending. Um, a Spool of Blue Thread, Anne Tyler, one of my favourite authors. This came out about five years ago, so it's not her most recent. But it's uh, like all of her books, it's a family saga with a family that you want to belong to, even though it's quite dysfunctional, but the characters are all so beautifully flawed and beautifully warmly written. Um, you want to be part of them and you want to be part of their lives and you hate leaving them at the end. Um, will I keep going, Joe? Or? I wonder also, <laughs> Colette, have you any suggestions? Um, uh, yeah, well, there's some, yeah, yeah, there's, well, obviously we stock some of Roisin's books as well. Um, oh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned well. that because she's too modest. <laughs> I know. I am never, she, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, Roisin is a regular in the shop, and uh, actually, she gave me a recipe a while ago for um, a biscuit called fork biscuit. If anybody has the D or not the um, the Darina Allen complete cookery, find the fork biscuit recipe and try it. They're the most delicious biscuits uh, you will taste. Uh, well worth and lots of people have cookbooks at home as well. I suppose I should say that lots of people have things at home, and if they're not in a position to shop. Um, you know, pull out books that you've read before because as Roisin said, sometimes we have some fabulous books at home. You know, there's some great new books after arriving out that I would recommend. You know, there's a new Marion Keys Grown Up. There's a new John Grisham Camino Wings. There's a new Stephen King, um, If It Bleeds. 
and the one and most people, a lot of people are talking about is the American Dirt by Janine Cummins. We still have a few left, um, but that, that'll probably run out in the next few days and come back in. But I should say we do have a problem with supply at the minute. Um, a lot of the suppliers in the UK, while they're still operating, they've only got skeleton staff in, so things are taking a lot longer. And while we normally take orders on our website for items we don't have, currently we're not because we just don't know how long stuff will take. I know. I know. Absolutely. Well, um, we're chatting to Colette Cotter and to Roisin Meany as well. And uh, Roisin's also doing this on social media, which I just love. And the little wolf said, Dad, Dad, I had to go because I don't want to be a big bad wolf when I grow up. I I want to be a big good wolf and I want to be friends. And now I have a friend. Lily is my friend. And I I never had a friend before, Dad, and it's wonderful. And, And... I can't stay at home because I know you want me to be a big bad wolf like you, but I really, really don't. And the big bad wolf said, son, I never knew you wanted to be a big good wolf. And that's okay. And and you know what? He said, I don't really like being a big bad wolf, but I had to do it because my dad was a big bad wolf and he wanted me to be a big bad wolf too, so I did. But actually, the big bad wolf said, I'd like to have a few friends too. Maybe I could try being a big good wolf. Oh, Dad, said the little wolf, that would make me so happy and I could come back and live with you and Mum. Oh, it would be wonderful. And I could still have you as my friend, Lily, couldn't I? And Lily said, yes, as long as your dad stops chasing grannies. (laughs) (laughs) I've been found out. (laughs) Oh, Roisin, they're great. They're really great. You're you're obviously doing story time and keeping people, especially kids, entertained with that. Yeah, Joe, I I, I do a regular slot in the library at the granary, as I probably mentioned to you before. So I was really missing that. And I was in touch with the the librarians and uh, I said, what about a story time? They said yes. So they're passing them around the libraries now, which is great. Ah, wonderful. Um, I have to say, I'm delighted that you restored the reputation of the wolf there because (laughs) certainly in my house, every story I'm reading at the moment has the big bad wolf featuring prominently. I know, they get a terrible press, Joe, and it's so unfair. Wolves are magnificent creatures. (laughs) Absolutely, you know. All right, so look, uh, give us one more recommendation, Roisin, because I know you had a long list there. Yeah, um, The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry. Oh, God, this is a fantastic book, Joe. Basically, it's a man who leaves his house one morning to post a letter and just keeps walking. Now, obviously, there's a lot more to it than that, but it's a really richly layered story. There are sub-stories in it that only come out, kind of they slip out through the cracks. And it's just, it's a great read. Rachel Joyce, it's a fantastic read. I think it was her first book. Mm. And your most recent was The Birthday Party, isn't that right? Yeah, that came out in paper back in February and there's a new one coming out now in June. Um, I was hoping my, my launch, Colette, would be there as usual in a man. Yeah, year, unfortunately. Uh, we, have um, do, we have to come up with... Uh, yeah, we had to, we had to cancel a few launches. Yeah, I'm sure you did, yeah. And, uh, like, we won scheduled for June and while I'm not going to cancel it, I'm going to have to... It might be. It might end up being an online launch or just yes, the author. Yes, I'd, I'd say at this you know, stage we'll have to do something. Yeah. But, you know, I suppose really, you know, we are part of the social, you know, we hold events, you know, we're part of the local community. 
And that's one of the big changes, you know, for when we open is how to come up with a plan that we can do things that will involve people. Well, I, I'd um, say one of, one of my favourite evenings ever was in O'Mahony's when I was um, asked to interview Eamon Dunphy when his book, The Rocky oh, Road, that was came out and we got a huge turnout for Eamon that's and nice. it was just a great evening and he was in super form and it's a great way to hold an event like that in yeah. the heart of a bookshop itself, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I suppose the other key point to make here, uh, Colette, from O'Mahony's, is that you and your businesses and businesses like you in Limerick are the businesses we're trying to sustain, you know, those independent businesses that do need custom. Yeah, we do. And the other thing too, I think what people forget, like we would normally employ at this all year round, we employ about 65 to 70 people year round. A lot of people. Yeah. So that's between our, you know, we have a branch in Trillian at the University of Limerick. And then we have a library. We also have a pop-up shop in NUIG. We also have a big library business here and we have a big school business. We supply a lot of schools and we supply a lot of public bodies. But all of that is closed. So while, yes, you know, our online is busy, you know, we really need customer, we need people support, not just now online. And obviously we do need that quite badly. Um, but when we reopen, you know, we want to employ all those people. Normally during the summer, our staff numbers would go up to around 95 to 100 people yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah. of the school business. Um, so, you know, I don't think people realise the, the, the impact of, of, you know, so the busier we are, the more people we employ. But then not only that, but the maintenance companies, you know, we'd normally have cleaners here six days a week. We've no cleaners. The transport companies, the local trade people, the electrician, we pay our local rates and taxes and, you know, a lot of people automatically buy online from people outside the country who don't mention their names. But it's very frustrating to see the volume of business leaving when increases in local business result directly in local employment. OK, well, listen, hopefully that point uh, does get through to people and they consider doing what they can with local businesses at the moment. And I know there's also the leanonme.eu initiative for that. But when uh, we return to some type of normality, the people go through the doors of places like O'Mahony's again. Thank you very much to Colette Cotter from O'Mahony's for your recommendations and for chatting to us and to our friend, author Roisin Meany for your recommendations and particularly that lovely sojourn into children's story time as well. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.